Welcome to Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. I'm your host, Dr. Noah Goodson. This week, a critical aesthetics approval, site network buy-up, a very normal oncology biotech, and a busy week for one company. The views expressed on Life Science today are those of the host and guests. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of any organizations with which they are affiliated. Revance Therapeutics received FDA approval for their aesthetic injection Daxify. The treatment, a direct competitor of AbbVie's Botox, is an acetylcholine release inhibitor stabilized with Revance's peptide exchange technology. This is basically a wrinkle reducer. This first FDA approval is for frown lines, but Revance has late-stage studies for other facial lines. You can expect those to roll out across the coming years, but the big news here is that the results last much longer than Botox, from six to nine months. For those looking for aesthetic treatments to reduce wrinkles, Botox currently requires quarterly injections to maintain effect, giving Daxify a significant edge for convenience. This comes at a critical time for the facial injectables industry as the global market continues to see a 9.1% compound annual growth, with expectations that this continue out into 2030. That takes an estimated $17.4 billion market this year and brings it to $35 billion by 2030. Numbers like this mean leading products like Botox will be big targets, and Revance's Daxify appears to be the first major contender to emerge in recent years. It's not clear yet what Revance's plans are, with stocks up 40% on the approval. There are a couple of options here. First is that they raise additional capital. Despite increased sales this year, they burned $125 million in the first half of 2022. With just $228 million in the bank, that gives them money into Q2 2023. Taking into account the cost of commercializing a product like Daxify and the time it will take to capture market share, Reverence will absolutely need more capital. That leaves them open to raise money in a less than ideal market. I think it's definitely possible that they'll try and sell off of this approval. They have several things going for them with a rapidly growing market, demonstrated effective targeting and approval on top of an already approved RHA collection of dermal fillers, making them a overall enticing target with likely outsized valuation based on predicted future revenue. The trick here for selling will be the right partner. Remember, a lot of the major pharmaceutical companies are moving out of more consumable products and the aesthetics market sits somewhere weirdly between pharmaceuticals and consumer health. Of course, AbbVie is likely off the table because even if they wanted Revance, regulators would throw a stifling competition hissy fit. This puts Revance in both an extremely enticing and a potentially fraught position. Revance themselves think Daxify can be a lot more than just an aesthetic medication, but may have really valuable additional therapeutic targets like cervical dystonia and upper limb spasticity. Whether this proves true or not, it is an indication that they hope to achieve pharma attention, not just generics and consumer health niche market attention. If they don't sell and choose to grow independently, now is the time to raise major capital. I suspect they'll want at least half a billion dollars for commercialization to capture any meaningful share of the market in the next three years. 
though they may choose to split the raise into a near-term smaller raise and a second more diluted raise once additional approvals roll out and their market valuation affords them more leverage. If you don't hear a raise announced in the next week, my opinion is that's pretty good indicator serious acquisition talks are underway. With less than a year of runway and momentum generating approvals, now will be the time to act or at least start to act. Hey, quick addendum here. After recording, Revens announced a $150 million common stock offering Monday. This is clearly a bridge step with more planned for 2023. Once again, additional approvals, and that adds to their overall market value. A popular site network on this show, Velocity Clinical, has continued their run acquiring more clinical sites. They show up here because they continue to make moves in the site space. The latest is the purchase of MedPharmix, a site network with specific access to racial and ethnically diverse populations. A key need in clinical trial recruitment is the inclusion of more diverse populations, with the FDA putting out draft guidance in April of 2022, flagging their expectations that trial populations accurately reflect the ethnic and racial diversity of the United States. This move by Velocity opens up new sites across the Southeast and Southwest and enables them to promise CROs and sponsors that they can more effectively deliver on certain racial diversity inclusion criteria. Since Velocity's acquisition by GHO Capital in April of 2021, they have made a steady march towards more sites with movement into Germany and the UK begun earlier this summer. There don't seem to be signs of slowing anytime soon, with GHO pumping capital to make Velocity one of the largest site networks in the world. The CAR T cell therapy biotechnology company Arsenal Biosciences has raised a $220 million Series B to advance their lead candidate, AB1015, to clinical trials later this year. Arsenal is broadly focused on the application of CAR T to solid tumors. They launched almost three years ago with an $85 million Series A and have moved their first candidate forward, announcing key partnerships with Bristol Myers Squibb and supposedly developed some additional candidates in their pipeline, though information on these is pretty sparse on the ground. I think the key observation I want to make here is how very normal the moves by Arsenal have been. A predictable time between first raise and series B and the amount and timing are basically on course for a totally normative pharma engaged oncology biotech startup. In the next year, we can look for their clinical trials to begin and expanded preclinical portfolio to be displayed as they build organizational market value and clinical evidence. Springworks Therapeutics is wrapping up Q3 with a lot of news. Last Wednesday, they announced an extended partnership with GlaxoSmithKline to develop Nyrogasistat in combination with GSK's Blinrep to treat relapsed and refractory multiple myeloma. The deal brings in a $75 million equity investment and up to $550 million in milestones, a significant investment for non-exclusive oncology rights. At the same time, Springworks raised $225 million through a securities purchase agreement, bringing their total raised to $300 million in one week. If all the capital news were not good enough, they've also released data from their phase three trial showing Nyrogasistat was effective against desmoid tumors with plans to go to the FDA for an NDA by the end of this year. With no current FDA approvals for that condition, they're in a good position for the first and only monotherapy approval. 
On the strength of that data and investments, Springworks stocks are up about 25% last week. Their range of partnerships are extensive across their pipeline, and these new deals place them in a strong financial and regulatory position with key partnerships in place for continued long-term success. And I'm pretty sure high fives to mark the end of Q3. Thanks for joining me for Life Science Today, your source for stories, insights, and trends across the life science industry. Learn more on lifesciencetodaypodcast.com. And if you like what you hear, please tell a friend. Once again, I'm Dr. Noah Goodson. I'll see you next week. Thank you.